So let's get to some of the polls. Of course, I'm not talking about Poland. I'm talking about polls in the New York Times. Now, this is Fox News' analysis, which incorporates Jordan Peterson's uh, weeping sentiment expressed all throughout, but probably the best way to analyze and, and interpret this information. Anyway, take a look. Percent of voters feel America is on the wrong track. And 37% of them feel the country's problems have gotten so bad we are now in danger of failing as a nation as we come up on a 250th year uh, anniversary. That's right. Psychologist and author Dr. Jordan Peterson is here to react. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks morning. for joining us. What is your reaction to this? Why do we have a Canadian benzo addict responding to this shit? Canadian spotted, opinion discarded. Well, I think if you spend 40 years demoralizing people that it works. And we've spent it's probably more than 40 years. Since the mid-60s, we've been on a campaign to demoralize people. I think it started with the Club of Rome types who claimed that the world was overpopulated and that we were all headed to hell out in a handbasket. And there's no evidence that any of that is true. I mean, the idea was that by the year 2000... What the f- are you a Quebecer? Who's we? Are you speaking La French? The hell is we, brother? What you mean we, brother? What's happening here? I've been, I've been thinking about that a lot, and because and, I tend to think about things psychologically, obviously, and my sense is, is that people who want to garner power to themselves use fear. And I think that's how you can tell real leaders from wannabe tyrants, is that if they're trying to terrorize you into granting them all the power, then they're essentially tyrants and not leaders. And you see that happening everywhere. Jordan, who are the 35% who think we're on the right track? Well, who are those people? They're probably people who are temperamentally optimistic, you know? I mean, I like that they brought him on to analyze like the political structure and like he's just simply being like, "Oh, they're just optimistic." Okay, so then this renders the poll useless, Jordan, because it says nothing about the actual material conditions, which to a certain degree I do agree. It literally doesn't say anything. People are just like vibes based for the most part. But some people, you know, they're so optimistic by central temperament that even if they're in a crisis, they're not going to be upset. So, so that's a good thing. Yeah, well, they also tend to be conservatives because we know as well that the most unhappy people, the most unhappy people are liberal men. And then I think the next most unhappy people are liberal women. Guy who cries on a regular basis talking about how unhappy liberal men are is pretty funny. That's an odd take, but okay. But then you also have people who are acting directly in, you know, a quasi-conspiratorial manner. The Club of Rome types, for example, from the 1960s, who decided back then that, like, as I said earlier, that the planet is going to hell in a handbasket and that something has to be done about that emergency. And so... And we're the problem. We're the problem, yeah. There's too many human beings on the planet. That's a good way of identifying people who are definitely not your allies. If people think, people who think there are too many people on the planet, that is not a good thing to think. That's like something with genocidal, that's got genocidal implications. Wait a minute, that's like eco-fascist conservatives, though. I mean, he's not wrong, but that's mostly conservatives who think that. I don't know where he's coming from. Does he not know his audience here? Like, what happened to that school of thought where your team was the best team? And the problem, maybe for critics, would be the arrogance of Americans. Now we have no self-esteem and we want to apologize to everybody. When did that happen or do you see not see it? I think that emerged out of the 60s as well. I think the universities had a lot to do with that. There's the, the left-wing tyrannical types are particularly good at manipulating guilt and that actually works quite well on conservatives because conservatives tend to be more conscientious. And so if you accuse a conservative of moral what? impropriety on the guilt front, they're likely to take that seriously. 
That's so stupid. First of all, no, they're not. Secondly, what the fuck are you talking about? Don't you claim that like liberals always love getting hoisted on their own petard for the same exact moralizing all the time? What the fuck? It's so dumb. No, conservatives just don't like being called out. That's it. Nobody likes being called out. Conservatives just happen to do shit that is easily call-outable. No, if you say to someone who's more conscientious, look, you know, you're probably a little more sexist than you could be, and you're probably a little more racist than you could be. The conservative type who's conscientious is going to think, well, you know, I'm really not perfect, and there are ways I could improve, and I could look at myself, and... And that's fine because you should look at yourself, but the problem with it is- Yeah, I, yeah the problem with conservatives is that they're, they're too conscientious. That's what I'm always thinking, dude. Conservatives are always self-criticizing, dude. They're always engaging in self-crit. That's the funniest thing Jordan Peterson might have ever said in the last couple of years other than the penis-sucking machines in China. It's like saying conservatives are self-reflecting or engaging in the act of introspection is a laughable notion. You're literally at- the main place conservatives go to, Fox News, to never engage in any kind of introspection, to basically have all of their cooked up, ridiculous, oftentimes racially charged biases reinforced. It's ridiculous. Two out of five think marriage is an outdated tradition. That's pretty sad. Yeah, well, I mean, if you convince young people, as we have, that the planet's going to hell in a handbasket and that there are too many people and that your children do nothing but produce excess carbon dioxide and that you're contributing to the destruction of the planet, you know, by planning to have kids, then the moral kids are going to start wondering about whether or not that's appropriate. And then the irresponsible kids have an extra reason for not doing anything that's vaguely mature. The problem with that is, is that... Well, what the hell's the alternative? Yeah, the worst aspect of anthropogenic climate change isn't necessarily that we are basically destroying the planet. It's the fact that younger generations are facing an existential threat that they're aware of and therefore don't reproduce. We should stop talking about climate change altogether, says the oil lobbyist, because it's bumming kids out. Love that. Yeah, couples in New York are like, is it ethical to have children? That's why. Dude, no, they're not. That's like one random fucking weirdo that you've seen on Twitter. I'm sorry, the overwhelming majority of people are not making considerations about the ethics of bringing a life onto this planet due to anthropogenic climate change. They're not antinatalist. They're just broke. They're working too much. You need to have both parents work full-time jobs in order to take care of a child. Make this make sense. Jordan Peterson refuses to recognize that capitalism is the main reason why it is unsustainable for new couples to have children. They can't afford it. It's like fucking 40 bills to have a child in a hospital. Who the fuck has that kind of moolah? God damn it. They don't have a house. They can't pay for the fucking medical bills. They can't pay for the child rearing. They don't even have federally mandated paid parental leave. Why the fuck would anybody have a child under those circumstances? It's so stupid. The unmarried people who stay together make a big mistake, okay, because they never, they never commit formally to each other. And there's a strange idea lurking under that because to me, the process of living together means something like this. So you know, if I tell you, well, we'll move in together and see how it goes, because that's what you mean when you say, let's move in together. You're basically saying something like, well, we'll take each other for a test run like, a, like we might with a used car, but we're each going to keep to ourselves the possibility of shifting upward if we can find someone better. Right. And that's really not much of a...
Oh my god, this is like the pseudo-intellectual way of describing hypergamy. It's a deeply uh, cynical and profoundly unserious assessment. Very dumb. But then the problem with not committing to a long-term relationship is that the bloody thing is going to fail unless you're all in. Because life is very difficult. And with something like, you know, a relationship that's supposed to span the decades, if you're not all in, it's right. not going to work. Yeah, Except for Goldie Hawn and Exactly. When you keep your eye on the Hollywood exit. Hollywood figured it Yeah, right. Well, if there's any back door at all and any reason to take it, you're going to take it. So, sure. like, if I know I can leave you, then I'm not going to have to discuss anything difficult with you. But if I know if I'm stuck with you for the rest of the life. Jordan Peterson attacks no-fault divorce. Love that. I mean, this is psychotic. The notion that marriages are supposed to be a trap in perpetuity is luckily an outdated principle. It's an outdated concept. Uh, Jordan, I, we've been over the last couple of days talking about the survey that's come out. You know, a lot of people think that kids who are in college are predominantly uh, leaning way to the left. Yeah. Now there's this new survey that has come out that has shown that 12th grade high school boys are trending. That's awesome, dude. That's crazy. Guys, 12-year-olds are getting reactionary. Oh, joy is not necessarily the political analysis I'd be expecting from adults. Oh, 12th grade. Did I misunderstood? Oh, they were talking about fucking 12th graders being uh, conservative and celebrating. They're like, oh, guys, it's sick. 12th graders and kids in high school are conservative now. We're, so, we're saved. We're good. So why suddenly are these young men about to enter college or the workforce or whatever becoming more conservative? You know, because they've been listening to Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's Andrew that, Tate. That, well, that's definitely part of it. I mean, it's probably Andrew Tate for the record. It's not Joe Rogan. I mean, there, there's a, there's. You're a, not kidding. No, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding at all. There's a countercultural conservative movement that's very, very powerful, and and I also think that the young men who are they're fucking twelfth graders, man. They're children. They're babies. They're baby brained. They're responding to stimuli. There is no countercultural conservatism. They will find out that their politics resemble their fucking grandparents and their dads shortly thereafter and realize that it was gross. There are plenty of people in here in this community that were also a part of that supposedly counterculture wave of conservatism that wisened up to the reality that it's not counterculture at all to literally believe the exact same things that your dad believes, to believe the exact same things that you hear on Fox News or on an email chain online. It's just... For the moment, when they're in high school, when they're supposed to be in a relatively diverse learning environment, their teachers are telling them, don't be a fucking asshole. And of course, what's more assholish and standoffish than conservative politics? That's it. That's why they fail to consider that it's not necessarily counterculture, because they're trapped in this like very confined ideological sphere that is supposed to be good for educational learning. Obviously, it's going to have a liberal uh, a tint to it. It's very, very stupid. That's how it I looks. Mean, you see a lot note. of the combat sports more getting into that. The combat sports, you see Zuckerberg and now doing it. A lot of people get trying to, all right, if, if... Yeah, dude, I know. Working out is inherently a conservative value, which is why every fucking fat person on Fox News or at uh, the Oklahoma Walmart, at Tulsa, Oklahoma Walmart, is actually uh, a liberal. Great argument, man. Shut the fuck up. This idea that, like, working out is inherently reactionary is so stupid. Literally 86% of cops are Republican voters, okay? 86% of police are Republican voters. They're all fucking fat. 
When when has like conservatism been synonymous with like working out and taking care of your own body? If, if society's trying to feminize me, I'm gonna push back in some other way, and they might be finding the conservative movement for that. Yeah, yeah. society is feminizing me. That's why I'm going to the gym to become gayer than I ever could have imagined. Working out is gay as fuck. You go to the gym, you look at other dudes' bodies, you start admiring. Okay, you become more comfortable, more masculine in many respects, but in a very gay way. That's it. Well, there's some danger in that, too, because, you know, there are people who are more extreme on the sort of pro-masculine side. Andrew Tate, people like that sort of spring to mind that become attractive to men that yeah. are being, 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 like, feminized in the manner that you described. Did you say I in jail? I have a child. That's awesome. That was pretty funny. I think what's happening in the States is that the answer to the problem of sex education in schools is we'll just take our kids out of the damn schools. I think the whole system will collapse. I also think if the Republican governors had a, a lick of sense, especially with regard to long-term planning, that they would take teacher certification away from the faculties of education. So, so just real quick, because I want you to talk about your online university, yeah. starting with your yeah. daughter. Yeah, yeah, well, we're trying to put a system online, Peterson Academy, that will drop the cost of a bachelor's degree to $4,000. We think we can find That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, this was the final step of that grift, baby. Make your own fake-ass university. Oh, I love that. I love that, dude. That's fire. Let's go. Let's go. Fox News interviewing Jordan Peterson, Tucker interviewing Tate. It's not being talked about enough how Manosphere Red Pill stuff is funneling people to traditional conservatism. I think it is being talked about, but up until recently, it was basically seen as a, uh, a, a marginal, unimportant movement online of like sad, pathetic men. I think there is definitely a, a mainstream component to that because it, it aligns so heavily with objectivist, right-wing traditionalist thought. I feel like there are people out there, on the left at least, that have like made forays into self-help style stuff. Obviously, I've been a big champion of that from the jump. I've been doing it for many years, for as long as I've been on this platform, at least. I think there's a space for that. But ultimately, young boys just want to hear like uh, edgy commentary that makes them feel comfortable. They don't want their worldview to be shook. They want someone to dull them uh, with lullabies about how it's actually uh, women that are at fault. You're right, King. You feel sad because someone rejected you. Don't look within. Don't think about a sense of entitlement that you may have. It's actually their fault. It's the women that are bitches. They should know their place. Society was designed around that. And if you're not seeing those outcomes, that's because, you know, uh, things have changed and we need to go back to the traditional norms. In the survey, it's only about 23% of the 12th grade boys that chose the label conservative, but the but the most, uh, the highest percentage of them, 40%-ish, still choose no political label. Yeah, but a lot of people who choose the no political label are, uh, you know, let's be real. That's, they're usually siding with uh, whatever the inherent structure is. And if the inherent uh, oppressive constructs are, are conservative, which they are, then they are also conservative. So that number is actually a little, little scary if we're being real. It also tracks with how much hatred I get online, <laughs> to be honest. I do get a lot of little baby Zoomers uh, up my ass about like how gay I am and how, how I'm an F word or, uh, you know, I'm just like an effete. Well, not if they don't use that word feminine uh, bitch. I think it's the new ones coming back from COVID online learning. I think it's uh, uh, Twitter 
I mean, I think it's ultimately about the superstructure churning out cultural norms that reflect the material realities. We live in a patriarchal construct. So, of course, the content that is going to be elevated in that situation is going to reflect that reality. And that is precisely what's going on. Well, and I think part of the reason that my work has been popular online and in the public domain is because it's encouraging. Now, and I don't tell young men, for example, and this is back to the issue of young men, I don't say, well, you're okay the way you are, because what the hell, what young man wants to hear that? Every young man who has any sense at all knows perfectly well that he's not okay the way he is. If he was okay the way he is, women would be flocking to them, to him, and they're not. And the reason for that is he has a lot to learn still. You know, but you can say, well, you have a lot to learn. You know, look at you, you're a mess, you have a lot to learn. But you could learn it, and if you did, well, maybe you'd make something of yourself, and then, you, then there's some hope in that message, right? You know, because you, you think, well, if you just accepted people the way they are, they'd be happy. It's like, no, they wouldn't, because they have nothing to shoot for. And people who have nothing to shoot for aren't happy, because happiness actually is a consequence of moving towards something that you're aiming for. So no aim, no happiness. That's another good thing for young people to know too. Technically, happiness occurs when you see yourself moving towards a valued goal. Dude, he is so good at just like passionately rambling about pseudoscientific nonsense. I don't know. I, he's just like very good at, at keeping things tight. Do you think he's doing semen retention? He takes a little bit of truth and goes somewhere else with it. Yeah, there's always an element of truth in Jordan Peterson's uh, commentary. It's always like the most basic analysis uh, on, on how to rewire your brain to feel positive feelings by achieving goals that you create for yourself, which is something that I advocate for regularly. The only difference is it, he doesn't just leave it at that. He always then turns around and ties it into like, I don't know, the CCP doing cock milking or something. Well, you know, interesting thing about funny thing about JBP is that your boy on Hasanabi Piker will most likely be debating him in Oxford this fall. So he said he was down to do it. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see if it works out.